Hello, and welcome to the Retro Club. We're your hosts, Megan. <laughs> and John. This is a, a special episode. It is. Hello, all you beautiful buttholes. Buttholes. Mm-hmm. Butthole. Thing. Butthole. Butthole. <laughs> Don't mm-hmm. curse from my child. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it is the Splash fifth. Splash it on. What? Splash it on. Something all right. There. It is the fifth <laughs> Wednesday of the month, which... We missed our first Wednesdays. fifth Wednesday just because we were getting started. I, I went back through the calendar. I was like, oh, my God, how many have we missed? We missed one. So this is our second one, but it's our first one that we're going to celebrate with a little bit different um, it is style different. of an episode, I guess. Yeah, that's just something we want to do, you know, so one person doesn't dominate everything just so we can try to make something work more in tune. I guess. Well, and we don't get a lot of Fifth Wednesdays. They come around every few months. So this will be a nice little refresher throughout the year. But before we jump in, uh, I know we didn't have our standard intro because it's summertime. School's out. Yeah, summertime. We're not going to be over the the PA system. No. If anything, I'm going to be in my room playing video games. We're at summer camp. I wanted to be at summer camp. You didn't want to be at summer camp. <laughs> what? I I don't know. Maybe we can get a special intro for the next one. <laughs> Honestly, we it. should. Um, Are you ready for the summer? I knew. I knew it. All right. I don't really think anything cool's happened in the last week. Um, the NBA finals were nuts. That's really the only thing I could think of. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anybody really like significant dying or anything. Tina Turner died. Did, that, did oh, we say yeah, that yeah, last yeah. episode? No. No. I don't know. You might have said it in your episode. I didn't okay. say it in our episode. Uh, we went and played bingo and got shut out. It sucked. <laughs> Call out of fish, though. We did go fishing. Yep. Uh, it was Memorial Day. Just passed, so. Yeah. Very good day. Thanks, all y'all veterans. John is one. Mm-hmm. Sitting here in front of us, so. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> for thanking me. Thank you. Oh, for loving me. Is I thought you were going to sing Bob's Burgers. Thank you for loving me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Bobby. <laughs> yeah. You know, I anyway. get a request to do more impressions. Do you? Oh, okay. Yeah. I had someone ask me because of my impression of Bobcat Goldthwait. They're like, do you do more impressions? I was like, yeah, I, could, I do everybody in our family all the time. Oh, Lord. Yeah, when the time comes, we'll get there. Yeah. All right. Just doing dusty roads out of nowhere, just because I can. Sure. <laughs> you know the, the pay win the baby. <laughs> I bet. Get the if next I line, Jack. Listen to that guy. <laughs> I bet it was close. <laughs> you did an impression. I have no idea what he sounds like. I don't just know. Just an impression of anybody. I. I don't know. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> All right. You can do Scott Tatterman pretty good. Who? Scott Tetterman. He's got diabetes. That's Scott Malcolmson. Oh, Scott Malcolmson. Close enough. (laughs) Who's Scott Tetterman? I don't know. Oh, is that the kid they kill his parents and feed him to his, uh, feed them to him as Chili Cartman? You remember that? Jesus Christ, no. Pretty wicked. Oh my God, we're off course. Well, you guys, this, (laughs) for this fifth Wednesday, let's explain what's going down, what we're doing. So... Even though we have watched a lot of movies together and mm-hmm. separate and in all different types of types of genres, we've hit you guys with a lot of things over the last couple of months. We have really long wish lists. So, yeah. Surprisingly, our to watch list is still extensive. Yes. It's just stuff that's come out and we're like, man, I want to watch that. And then it never gets brought up again. And or we I just... get asked about a movie uh, over on like a couple message boards and I'm like I haven't seen it yet mm-hmm. so this erases that so I can talk about it and dump on the movie that somebody loves <laughs> oh lord so what we did um, we made a list of movies that we know at some point we said we wanted to watch now I will go ahead and warn you this was your list aren't, yes they're mostly mine the retro these aren't really retro these There's are no, movies no. I mean, there are some that are older, but I have some on there that just came out in the last 12 months. So it's very possible we're going to hit you with something new, which is okay because it's a special episode. Yeah. What do you want to call this? 
so this what we've decided to call this and you'll see it there on your app wherever you're listening mm-hmm. this little segment that we're doing every fifth wednesday mm-hmm. is back mm-hmm. to the feature i put my music behind super it. super clever i like that our back podcast is still the retro club but this is i guess a spinoff i don't know what you would call it it's the retro club back to the feature yeah someday we'll end up dropping the retro club part and just be back to the feature because oh, you got to graduate, you know. You can't rebrand well, like that. Yes, you can. I know, but what? We'll Never forget New Coke. We haven't even gotten a year under our belt. Let's let's <laughs> slow down there. New Coke, baby. All right. So what we did is we made a list of some of the movies that I know at some point I was like, I want to watch that, and then we didn't watch it. And I put <laughs> all of those movies into a random generator, and I let it pick one for us. I'm like, you, you let know what? I, AI do all the work. I yeah, I guess. <laughs> Just say it for what it is. Well, it's a random picker. Yeah. That's all it is. So it went in and it picked a movie for us. So the movie that we're going to be discussing today and not in super great detail, just because it was a first run through. It's the only time we've watched it. We did it in real time, though. Yeah, we'll kind of see how this plays out. But the movie that we're going to be discussing today is 2002's Smile. Tw- or 2022's Smile. Sorry. Make me smile. This is a psychological horror movie yeah it stars a lot of people who looked familiar we just didn't know i just remembered kumar cal Penn. That's yeah it. where they uh, and um the chick from scrubs was in it too but the yeah. leading lady is played by Susie bacon who is that kevin bacon's daughter or something that's what we wanted to look up i can't remember let me see yes kevin bacon okay. I was going to say, she's not famous for anything else. She's too bland looking. Oh, I guess. Dang. Kyle Gallner plays one of the police officers. He plays a guy named Joel. Um, Who's the one from the new Nightmare movie? He's been in a few him. scary movies. Kyle Gallner. Oh, also forgettable, apparently. <laughs> what was his name? in the, Quentin. He was Quentin in uh, the new Nightmare on Elm Street. The, uh, not very good. <laughs> oh, well. All right, so this movie, obviously, it has an R rating as a horror movie. It has a runtime of an hour and 55 minutes. Did it really have an R rating? I didn't think it was, like, worthy of that. There's no nudity or nothing. There's a lot of graphic violence. Uh, we've seen worse. Oh, John. Whatever. It's got an hour and 55 minute runtime, which is longer than what we've covered in the there past so far. that felt that way, too. I mean, there was a bit going on. Yeah, it felt like a drug in some parts. It was directed by Parker Finn, which I'm not familiar with his work. I've not seen his other stuff. I would guess he's more of like an indie director. Yeah, Laura Just, Hasn't Slept. It looks like that's a Sundance film. The Hide Behind. I've not <laughs> yeah. seen these. I, I, I'm only getting that because of how the film was shot. But it was distributed by Paramount. So he's got that going for him. Yeah. It had well, a budget. They, uh, sorry, what? Well, they can't keep paying Spielberg. Uh, yeah, I guess. Or James Cameron, because he's always raising the bar, you know. Uh-huh. It had a budget of $17 million. That makes sense. It's pretty decent size. And it did Hold make up. its money back. $17 million? $17 million. And they still put that... We'll talk about that in they a minute. They put it what? You know what I'm going to say. That is... Oh, yeah, I guess. I had a um, whisper around a mic <laughs> at Megan. I looked like a super villain. I was like... <laughs> I want to say that I don't have it here in front of me, but I want to say the box office it pulled twenty two million. It um, made its money. It did, but it. I don't know. I'm confused by that. I thought it would make a lot more, just because initially they wanted it to go straight to streaming, but then probably would have been safer doing that. Honestly, the test audience did so well that they decided to put it out in theaters. Test audiences don't really work now, though. It's a different day and a different age. I don't know. But I will say something about this movie. If it was made for 17 and it made 22, that means it made its money. But then you got to think of the dis- distribution rights and all that. So $5 million, it might have lost money. Possibly. All right. So quick synopsis before we jump into mm-hmm. the movie itself. It says, after witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Cotter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain. As an overwhelming terror begins to take over her life, Rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. It's pretty concise. That's the movie. 
Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's that is what it is. Um, so we're going to do this a little bit different instead of picking our five favorite parts. I think we're just going to discuss how we felt about the movie in a whole. Yeah. Because we have a little surprise for you at the end. It's really hard with seeing Kumar from Harold and Kumar goes to White Castle and, mm-hmm. and Cal Penn. I only know him from comedies, but apparently him being serious is him with a beard. Who did he play? He was the doctor, the the head of staff. Oh, you only saw him for like five seconds. He was in a serious part. I guess. Yeah, there were some notable characters. I didn't throw them all out there, but um, it, the cast, I'm glad that it wasn't like super star studded. I feel like that would have taken away from some of the movie. I think it, it just put a lot of people in there that didn't have anything going on in there as far as work goes. So it worked. And I was fine with that, you know, like I probably didn't want to see, uh, I don't know, a big name actor, actress. I can't even think of one off the top of my head, but no, there's no Drew Barrymore in this one. I kind of like the B movie feel characters. Oh Um, yeah. It's, It's definitely shot like an independent movie. Now the thing about this movie, uh, I feel like it relied pretty heavily on jump scares yeah, I think that was our whole conversation about the movie. It was like, it, it was like you could damn near time it. Mm-hmm. You knew when it was coming, but it still, I would still like prepare myself for it. Cause I you even got the jump scare music. <laughs> I, I know. And some of the camera angles, they do the shot thing where it's like you're following a car, but then eventually the camera stops moving and it just flips yeah, upside down. And you're and, in the upside down. Uh, those make my stomach feel weird. Or it shows it from where it looks like the camera was laid on its side. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, how creative. <laughs> Come on. Now, uh, there are going to be some spoilers. There's no way that we can talk about this and not no, have some spoilers. but it's been out a year. So if you haven't seen it by now, that's on you. I mean, we hadn't seen it until no. just now. So um, I'm actually glad I watched it, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another movie that I, we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. We are going to bring it up, correct? Yes. Okay. There's no way we can't. I yeah, because I mean, this... <laughs> We'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll just we'll talk about it. Go ahead, just go. Just go ahead All and right. Say it. So, one of our favorite movies is It Follows, mm-hmm. and this movie definitely feels like it ripped a ton from that movie. And it when, feels like a complete rip at, at most points. It Follows came out in 2014. So, mm-hmm. the Almost. concept with It Follows is essentially this girl has sex with her boyfriend. Which mm-hmm. they can do, but then, like after he has sex with her, he pieces out, and she has like this weird entity that's following, or a guy, just a yeah, guy. It's a guy that was uh, kind of uh, trying to just get with her, but she was really interested in. Mm-hmm. I don't think it ever uh, molded into anything else. Well, the point is, she ends <clears throat> up having sex with a guy, and then she starts seeing really scary stuff, mm-hmm. and, and it's following her literally. Yeah, she can't get away with away from it. It gets closer to her as the movie goes on, and it shows up as different people. It's yes. never the same person. It's a it's a really really fun movie. I watched it with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It uh, I don't really take to a lot of modern horror movies. That movie had one of the best posters I've seen in so long. I had to watch the movie because of it. Do you remember that? I saw the mm-hmm. poster when we were at the theater, and I was like, I'm gonna have to watch that. No, with the car mm-hmm. and the eyes staring in the uh, in the rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. I thought that was brilliant. It's so simple, but it was elegant. Yeah, I really liked it. Follows. I it I did feel weird. I was torn because a lot of people thought it was just a big PSA for safe sex and don't sleep with randos and stuff. Aren't all horror movies though? Yeah, but this was like in your face. It's literally she had sex with a guy and was followed by this entity that the only way to get rid of it was to pass it on by having sex with somebody else. Yeah, but they give you an indication right away. Don't take this serious. Like, the girl's literally carrying around a shell phone. You know what Uh, I mean? I guess. This movie... We bring that up because... Yes, that's pretty much the... uh, Well, we can go ahead and say that. It's the premise of this film in a big way it follows was to stis what mm-hmm. this movie what smile is to mental illness yes because 
this woman, she already had a traumatizing past. She found her mother dead in bed. And then... Which is a crazy way to start this movie. I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. The opening scene is her mom has obviously been laying there dead for some time. Like, her face is grayed. Her eyes are grayed. You know what? 2014 was a really good year for scary movies, now that I think about it. You know what else came out, I think, that year? Mm-mm. The Babadook. And that's become one of my favorite scary movies. I Like, I don't watch it all the time, but when I do watch it, I'm always happy that I watched it. The one thing that upsets me about that movie is you can only really get the true feeling of it one time. After you watch it the first time, you kind of lose that I think you have to have time away reveal. from it. I guess. It's been a while since I've watched it. Maybe we'll throw it back on. But with this movie, the main character, Rose, grows up with a mother who is mentally unstable and ends up mm-hmm. killing herself. And then um, she o- overdoses. And then she grows up to be mm-hmm. a, a therapist, a psychiatrist of sorts. And, and also she saw this when she was 10 years old. So I'd say right around the age from like 8 to 13, 14 is when you really take to like traumatic events mm-hmm. and they really leave a mark on you. So well, she was right in that pocket. It happens when you're an adult too, because as a psychiatrist, she uh, is introduced to this one patient that she gets to see for all of 10 minutes before the patient also completes suicide in front of her. And it's like, mm-hmm. yikes. Okay. <laughs> Very creepy. Like there's this creepy grin that just uh, appears on her face. Mm hmm. And then, uh, what was it she used? It was a part of a vase? Yeah, she broke a vase and slit her own throat mm-hmm. right there. And so, in the way that it follows, they have sex with people and then they're stuck with this entity until they pass it on. That's in That's the same with um, Smile. This The person witnesses <laughs> a suicide and then they are stuck with this entity that keeps popping up in their life and it appears as different people with this terrifying grin on its face and the only way to pass it on is to complete suicide in front of somebody else but you do find out later there is a way to there's a loophole yeah but it doesn't necessarily stop the cycle it still moves forward and unlike it follows with with this uh the thing can stop you from stopping the cycle Mm-hmm. That's what's crazy. Oh, there was a lot. There was false sense of security there towards the end where I was like, oh, thank God she did it. And then <laughs> she did not I, do it, y'all. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I didn't believe it. Well, I think overall, and it kind of seems to be the same as far as other um, websites go, like Rotten Tomatoes, I think, gave it a six out of ten. Um, another website gave it 79% out of a hundred. Mm-hmm. So it kind of falls in that middle ground. And truthfully, I sort of feel the same. It I was entertaining. It, it was watchable. That's all. I, it, it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was watchable. It was predictable. Very was predictable. The problem. That was the problem for me. And also it really stunned me that it, I'd already seen the movie and they just gave it a different premise. Mm-hmm. Like as far as the villain goes. Yeah. It was really disappointing when we saw like, I don't want it to sound like I'm dumping on this movie because it was a really fun experience watching it with Megan talking through a lot of it <laughs> than just all the goofy shit that came with that. Uh-huh. But like the monster reveal, I was like, oh, all that I, build up for that. I did expect like I was bracing myself because I'm like, oh, God, it's going to it's coming up under the door. And here, <laughs> and then it revealed its face. And I said, oh, it looks like okay. someone's angry aunt. <laughs> <laughs> looks like my aunt Carol getting ready to come whip my butt. It's, it, to little. me, it reminded me of have my aunt Juanita's teeth. Oh Lord! It reminded me of there was like this meme going around a while ago, meme a couple girls. years ago. It's called Momo. Have you heard Momo. of Momo? I think I remember it. For okay, a little bit. I'm gonna like look it up really quick. But it reminded me. The face reminded me of Momo. So sorry Is if Momo that, that like, thing where it's just like a smiley face. Yeah, like the big grin on it, and it's like like an actual smiley face, only it's human. Kind of, and its eyes are protruding, and uh, I hope this. I know you're talking about. It's got long black hair. Yeah. Yeah that that's pretty much what the thing was. That's what it reminded me of was Momo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you have Quentin, or what's his name in this? Um. Uh oh. The detective. Joel. Joel. 
He's the same character he is in every movie I've seen him in. He's love struck. <laughs> yeah. I just. Only this time he's a cop with facial hair and he talks with a deeper voice. I do have to get a little bit serious, though, because I obviously this weighs very heavily on mental health and mental Absolutely. illness and the people in your life closest to you not taking it seriously or not believing you, which watching the main character Rose go through that was very frustrating. But it's like, I mean, I don't know how I would have explained it, but she's trying her best to explain this to like her fiance and her mm -hmm. therapist. And they're like, I think you just need a nap. And I mean, they didn't say that, but, but people keep telling her she needs to get away, try to find some peace. And she keeps doing like crazier stuff. Like she has these moments where she can kind of escape it for a little bit. And she still does crazy stuff. It's like she takes a knife to the hospital. I know. I, I see both sides of the coin and that's, we'll get into that because I am going to cover some trivia mm -hmm. anyway, but it does talk about how it says a lot when she first tries to confide in her fiance mm -hmm. and he immediately is like, this is too much for me to handle. I'm out like the second their relationship <laughs> gets hard and she calls him out on that too. She's like, I burst your perfect little bubble and all of a sudden you just want out of this. Like you're that's done. Like a, that's like the modern relationship. As soon as things get a little rough, one of the, one of the parties are out and that's awful. Like, but you know who didn't leave the key cat. Oh, what was his okay. name? Mr. Mustache or something. It was just mustache. And y'all, I don't know. I don't know if it'd be on this website, but this is probably a spoiler. But if you go to doesthedogdie.com, you'll want to check oh, that before yeah. watching this movie because <laughs> it is sad. We kept talking about the characters and they're like, oh, get ready. They're going to smile. We, I kept saying the cat was going to smile. Like, like Megan was like, no, I'll turn this movie off. <laughs> if mustache smiled at me, I'm turning this movie off. <laughs> yeah, just itty bitty teeth. <laughs> But yeah, the, uh, back to the seriousness, it's just, I can see, I see both sides. She asks her fiance for help and he is like, uh, he just tunes out. He doesn't want anything to do with it. He calls her therapist and says, handle her because I can't. On the other hand. He kind of just vanished too, didn't he? Kind of, yeah. completely out of the picture. On the other hand, in the fiance's shoes, if your fiance had just done what she did in the movie and she's like i didn't do it that wasn't me it was the entity it's like you got to look at from his perspective too mm -hmm. he's like okay maybe like we should sister. talk to somebody because she's claiming this unseen force did it when it looks to everyone else it looks like she did it right i don't know yeah and her sister the same thing when she confronts her sister you find out her older sister actually left the house and left her 10 year old sister alone with their mm -hmm. mentally unwell mother to take, to just be there and to find her. And she's like, well, you don't understand. It was hard for me. I had to get out of there. <laughs> so you, you couldn't take me with you. You couldn't do anything right, to help me. They're, they're very estranged. You can see it. Yeah. Like they're trying to make conversation. It goes nowhere. She thinks the, sister's husband's a dipshit i have yeah, a hard time um confiding not confiding him but i have a hard time um feeling sympathy for the sister the holly i think is her sister's name oh the older sister yeah i have a hard time feeling the sympathy for her just because she's like well you don't understand it was rough on me being the oldest i had to take a lot of the brunt from mom so i left she's like did you find our mom dead OD'd? No. Okay. Right. Technically, so she she let her mom die, too. She did. I mean, they both... Uh, that's a whole other story. But yeah, it's... <laughs> I don't know. It There's a ton of triggers in this movie, especially around mental health, around suicide. Schizophrenia. Oh. I think that mm -hmm. was a big major factor in this movie. Mm -hmm. You could catch it right off the bat, too. Like, I, I got it about the girl probably 20, 25 minutes into this movie. Like, Oh, she's schizophrenic. I feel like now I will say again, it's one of those I can see both sides after she witnessed the, her patient commit suicide in front of her. That would be hard to handle. I mean, that is 
at any age to have to live with that and move on you're gonna have nightmares and you're probably gonna see stuff and not get a lot of rest there's just not a lot that she could have done she picked a profession where she's dealing with a lot of people with mental illness after she herself went through traumatic experience it's uh kind of a it's kind of like a mixed bag it's it's eating it's like having your cake and eating it too is that did i say that right yeah i think she was in a roundabout way trying to heal her own trauma by healing other people's trauma she was in over her head mm, i don't know i mean she was good at her job we we're to understand up until that point but like that's going to be hard on anybody to see that happen so it's hard for me to say she's schizophrenic but she does approach her therapist and say can you please prescribe me this medicine and her therapist is like "Mm, let's not self-diagnose it's like (laughs) okay but she is all she is a psychiatrist and she sees this every day she knows the symptoms also you could take it as buried trauma which is even worse and her her therapist said that she's like i think you're just trying to process what happened to you when you were 10 and she's like oh my god no i literally watched a girl kill herself i'm trying to process that first (laughs) i don't know there's a lot of moments in this movie where you're like she's teetering on is this monster really real or is it all in her head mm -hmm. uh there's some bad cgi in this movie yeah for a movie that had a pretty good budget and a good studio behind it It, kind of disappointing like the part with the knife yeah i was i was expecting that to be really gruesome and And the cat the cat was heavily cgi'd which i understand oh i guess it was yeah i understand you don't want to show that but you could have a stuffed animal would have looked yes more realistic trying to act with an inanimate object is just it's silly yeah that's why they should just they should have instead of doing cgi for that dude getting stabbed you can't buy a fake knife and some fake blood right it would look way better than what they put on screen that looked like crap yeah i'll just say it for what it was it was that was crap Mm-hmm. the big reveal was a disappointment the cgi was a disappointment but it did have i liked the and i think we said this when we watched the movie too is that I feel like if I wouldn't have seen It Follows, I may have liked this movie more. But because I saw It Follows first, this kind of just feels like a rip. Also, I think I could have watched this movie first and still thought It Follows was the better film. Maybe. It's hard to say. I think It Follows has a... It's it's cast well. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say too much about It Follows because that's going to be one I really want to cover. Mm-hmm. But I'll say, I, I think it was the better movie. I don't think this... This movie is definitely a movie you should check out, especially if you're a horror fan. Like, this movie is definitely worth... It's worth a watch. At least once. Yeah. Give it a shot. I know... It's not super artsy or anything like that. I mean, it's... It's psychological. It is exactly what it says. It's a psychological horror. But it does... It does dwell into that realm of art. Like, there's the, the house that's out in the middle of nowhere... That's just got a chair inside of it. Yeah, that when it got to that part, it was giving me a nightmare on Elm Street vibes. And I cannot remember why now I put it in my notes. Oh, it made me think of Stranger Things. I think it was the music made me think of Nightmare on Elm Street. It made me think of like Evil Dead and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, the house itself was Evil Dead. She's looking around for light trying to finds a flashlight oh the flashlight has no batteries but what do we have we have a kerosene lantern mm-hmm. and in the very beginning i was getting um the sixth sense sort of vibe when she yeah. was talking to charlie yes the guy who just sits there and talks to himself and she's trying to talk to him I'm a freak yeah that's the exact that's scene exactly i saw what in my head I, I don't know if that was on purpose. Like that too. Yeah, I don't know if that was on purpose, but it definitely felt like a callback to me. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't a Wahlberg, though. That's right. It was a Wahlberg. That wasn't O'Donnie. <laughs> step by step. Ooh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Do we want to get some trivia? I know it's going to be a shorter episode, yeah, too, but that's okay. Give me some trivia. All right. This one doesn't have to be long. I mean, we're just giving a plain Jane, hey, we saw this movie. This is what we think of it. If you want to watch it, awesome. You don't want to watch it? That's your, that's your choice. Mm-hmm. 
So this piece of trivia I actually did know about, even though I just saw the movie, uh-huh. I, I knew about this. A couple days before the release of the movie on September 30th, 2022, actors from the film showed up at various baseball games and they would sit behind home plate and just sit there and smile at the camera and not move. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a way of that. And they were wearing like bright green shirts that said smile on it. Oh. So that was their... Uh, I guess a way to promote the movie mm-hmm. to get people asking questions like, uh, oh, and they had people standing in like Times Square, Subliminal just wearing, messaging. wearing shirts as they smile and not moving. And mm-hmm. yeah, weird. Now this, I wonder about, campaign. I wondered about this and this answers my question. The smiles in the film, like everyone's super creepy smiles. Mm-hmm. Those are natural. They are not enhanced with any type of visual effect. I kind of thought they were. They didn't look like anybody's mouth was pulled too wide or nothing. Mm -hmm. The studio asked if they could tweak it and enhance the smiles a little bit more. But director Parker Finn stuck to his guns and he said he wanted them to be grounded in their creepiness. Genuine. Which was a good call. Um, The film was originally titled, titled Something's Wrong with Rose before they renamed it to Smile. Oh, I actually like that other title better. Yeah. I like that. Stealing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, this is where I found out about the $22 million. Paramount originally planned for this to go to streaming only because it said it had a low budget of $17 million. Low. Well, movies are made for so much more money now. That would be low. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I was getting at. Plus, I mean, what would have even been out there in that time? At least one Marvel movie, right? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, they did the test audience. It tested really well, higher than they thought. So they ended up doing a theatrical release in the U.S. And it grossed $22 million in its opening weekend, which they the chief distributing person, Chris Ar- Aronson, I guess, he said it, quote, exceeded our wildest expectations. That's so good. People it did go what the they thought no it was going to do. All right. Parker Finn told the actors who would be smiling in the film that he, quote, wanted dead eyes that do not match an incredibly uncomfortable wide tooth bearing smile, that it was meant to feel predatory in nature. So they're supposed to smile, but then like have the Kubrick stare, essentially. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. They wanted wanted everybody to have the Jack Torrance. Mm hmm. Um, I didn't catch this, but when the Paramount logo is shown in the trailer, it's immediately flipped upside down so that the arch of the stars resembles a smile. Oh. I did not see it. Or Just I didn't like catch when it. Warner Brothers did all the Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how it gets more deteriorated with each movie. Mm-hmm. So there's an Easter egg towards the end of the movie. It's about the hour, 21 minute mark. There's a part where Rose is looking at her text thread with her fiance, Trevor. And earlier in the movie, his picture in the text, it's just a, a flat face. But mm-hmm. then later in the movie, at that one hour, 21 minute mark, he's smiling in his ID picture. Oh, okay. So just a tiny little thing. That's creative for the movie, though. Yeah. While talking about his creative process, Parker Finn says he wanted to create a film that feels like an escalating nightmare. And that happens because, quote, the evil in the film uses a smile as a mask to hide its true intentions. I mean, yes. Yeah. In a literal sense, yes. Oh. Um, That's kind of what that Terrifier is now. Terrifier? Yeah, with Art the Clown. That's on my list. <laughs> Thanks Both of them watch. should be on your list. I've seen... <laughs> The first one. I haven't seen the second one. But mm-hmm. I'd be willing to watch the first one again because I haven't seen it since it came out. Mm-hmm. Now this, we said the CGI was bad, so I'm confused. <laughs> Parker Finn said he wanted to use practical effects as much as possible and, quote, only use visual effects and CG to enhance or sweeten a Brit or bridge the gap between something that isn't possibly practical. Okay. I literally just gave you how you can make that work. Right. But the two points where you use cgi was bad like yeah. they weren't just bad like they were terrible Mm-hmm. yeah oh do you remember the part in the movie where she's in her office it's towards the beginning it's about 25 minutes and she looks out the window and sees a woman standing down out in 
Oh, that courtyard? Yeah, but you can't really tell who they are, but you know they're creepy standing yeah. there. It was her mother. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And Miss it's Bacon. also in the recording that she plays back over and over and keeps turning it up. I'm like, oh my God, there's going to be a jump scare here. <laughs> um, it's it, the whispering is her mother saying Rose. Oh, okay. Because that part in the movie, she's listening back to the recording of her and the patient who killed herself. And there's a part where you hear like this low whisper. So she keeps turning it up. And even though their volume, her and the patient's volumes gain louder, that right. whisper does not get louder. It stays that quiet whisper. Oh. This kind of makes sense, though. Paramount uh, had Friday the 13th with Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. This movie has Kevin Bacon's daughter, all same studio. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mustache the Cat is played by Star the Cat, and the shot of it walking <laughs> up to Rose was the first thing they filmed. <laughs> That's cute. Precious. She still made him smile, though, when I added to the movie. Um, they said that the several shots were rotated upside down to reinforce the conventional concept of a smile as an expression of happiness or politeness instead turns on its head and becomes sadistic expression of evil. Oh. That's why they had those upside down shots. And the last thing that I thought was, cool. I, I kind of laughed at was the title screen does not appear in the movie until 13 minutes into the film. Yeah. I'm, I noticed that too, and I was like, oh, they did the Friday the 13th remake thing, mm-hmm. where they give you this big action sequence, then you get the title screen. All right, and you just kind of chuckle, because you're like, dang, that was the opener? Yeah. <laughs> That's intense. <laughs> there was some more trivia on it, but honestly, it's little stuff. Like, we already told you Susie Bacon is Kevin Bacon's daughter, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, That's pretty much all the trivia I had. So, How are we going to rank this? I think we're just going to do one... I mean, if you disagree, let me know. We we should have talked about this. I feel like just one solid rating because it isn't just say yeah. an overall. Just an overall? Mm-hmm. All right. The effects, I didn't like at all. I thought the payoff was bad. Mm-hmm. It had, it had moments. I did. I think it overdid it with the jump scares. Mm-hmm. If we did it at a rating out of 10, I think it'd be fair. I would give it like a five or six out of 10. Maybe a five. Yeah, I kind of it's agree. Middle of the road. Yeah, there's definitely some parts that are like, well, that's a bummer. But overall, it's still, I think it did its job as a horror movie. It scared mm-hmm. me at parts and it had my heart, my heart racing. And I even I was like, God, <laughs> I know it's coming, but I'm still like sweating over here for some reason. Dude, um, I, I remember when me and Josh watched The Conjuring the first time. Mm hmm. There was one part in that movie we did not see coming. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think they meant for it to be a jump scare. But when it happened, we both jumped like and looked at each other <laughs> like we were just scared bitches. We were like, uh. <laughs> and then we realized we both jumped at the same time. So it was OK. Oh, God. It was it was something else. He, he, we still bring that up because that that made me a fan of the Conjuring movies. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of The Haunting of Hill House. The one scene, which if you've seen the show, you know what scene I'm talking about. It's in the car. That jump scare got me. I think it got everybody. Because, I mean, it just... It was so unexpected. So unexpected. (laughs) Even the actors didn't know. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. I do remember reading that. They didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, That's going to wrap up... So, Our, you, so you say five out of ten also? Yeah, I kind of fall middle of the road, five out of okay. ten. That's going to wrap up our current discussion of the movie. <laughs> but I told you we had a little surprise for you at the end. And dun, that dun, dun. is <laughs> that John and I have invested in very cheap little microphones like lapels, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. And... We actually recorded our real-time reactions to this movie. <laughs> so... You're not going to hear the whole two hours. That is insane. No, that is unfair to anybody. But what we have done is gone through and picked some of our reactions that (laughs) we're going to share with you. Hopefully, if all of this goes well, if this doesn't go well, um, whoops a daisy. But this, like I said, this is our first time doing this. So this is the plan. But whoopsie daisy. After we sign off, you should be hearing some fun little... uh, 
real-time reactions from us watching <laughs> smile <laughs> um, some of them aren't meant to be out there but they're there <laughs> but oh my god okay i'm joking that's gonna wrap up this episode <laughs> and next week we'll be back to our regular scheduled programming program yep that's all i got mm, 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 mm. silver shamrock okay oh okay <laughs> yeah. all right i guess we'll see you guys next week have a great great time oh my Doing god okay <laughs> that was so anticlimactic all right bye bye Kind of like it follows. That's what I was about to say. I'm getting it follows vibes. She probably doesn't know what's going on. I'm not gonna say she doesn't. She's really into it though. Like what the? No, heck? I don't like that. Uh oh. What? No. Oh. Jesus Christ. No, Bane. I don't want you watching this, sweetie. <laughs> okay. Like funny games? Oh, I hate, hate yeah, these, shots like that. I've not... Yeah, these... I hate this. And they keep doing all these shit shots. Just... You don't have to get artsy. Just give me my movie. <laughs> just the upside down makes me feel like my stomach's flopping, you know? Not even that. I just think that's just bad filmmaking. <laughs> Movie just got better. Hello, meow meow. <laughs> well, that's a wedding ring. Mm-hmm. And a terrible tattoo. Is that a flailing tube man? It was a tree. Oh. Uh, not what that looked like. Is the cat gonna be smiling? Honestly, don't be the cat. I'll be so. Oh God. Oh my God. Ew. Ew. Rose. Jesus. Whoa. Her eyes closed. Did I scare you? Didn't hear you coming. No. Hi. Hi. What's up? I hated that. Sorry. I was really hoping it was going to be the cat. Oh, I would literally turn this movie off. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Girl, you guys go through glasses like underwear. <laughs> I know. Was it the kitty? You're not gonna get me. This is First Line Security. May I have your name and the passcode? Uh, Rose Carter, um, Acapulco. Ma'am, we've detected a door alarm. Yeah, uh, the, the back door of my house is open. Are you alone in the house, ma'am? Yes. Are you sure? What? Are you sure you haven't left something inside, Rose? Okay. Look behind you. Oh, God.
God, why did he have to come running in like that? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh Lord, I hope it... What if she boxed up something weird? What is that? Oh, his train. <gasps> oh my God. It's the cat. Oh no. I saw those glasses. <gasps> Woo! <gasps> oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Ow. Taking the whole recording is just parts. It doesn't matter. You still ripped parts it. Parts and farts. I want you to believe me. Rose, you're talking about fucking ghost. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's not a ghost. It's a spirit, like a demon. It's something else. Okay. I'm sorry. He's gonna end up putting her away. I told you she's going to be treated schizophrenic. The worst part about it is the more you say you're not crazy, the more people don't believe you. Oh my god. Mm. God dang it. I know. These cut scares is just too much. <laughs> this movie's been nothing but jump scares. I know. It's only got me like twice. I'm telling you, the cat, cat's gonna smile too. Mustache is dead. It, that, How dare you? Did you not pay attention to the first girl? No. Doesn't matter if they're alive or dead. You're going to yell at me. And then shit your pants. I didn't know that. Oh, shit. <laughs> God dang. I hate it because I knew that was coming. I knew <laughs> that was coming. God, and she's going to be looking out the window watching... Nephew's like, I need to get away from this bit. Really? Oh, girl, same. same. <laughs> I thought she was eating a bagel. That was just a big greasy sandwich. She's even eating the paper, obviously, because you can hear her crunching into it. No, why are you eating like that? Gosh. see the face? I don't want to see the face.
F no, get out of here. Like Marilyn Manson. Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Megan Harris. Research is by John and Megan Harris. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher at RetroClubPod. Or visit our website at RetroClubPod.com for episode information and more. You can listen to The Retro Club on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and more. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe, or we'll find you.